It's the Field of Vision podcast with your host, Jordan Eisen. How's it going, everybody? And welcome into the Field of Vision podcast. Joining me today is Dominic Pretrillo of Rotoballer, The Athletic, a little bit of everything. Um, and you're a writer, not uh, always a podcaster, but obviously you're joining me for the podcast today. I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, and the opening question I usually ask my guests is just how did you even get into fantasy sports? It's a really weird niche industry that doesn't really make quite too much sense why it exists, but uh, it's an industry nevertheless. So how did you get into this? Yeah, mine's kind of a longer, interesting story, but I went blind nine years ago due to diabetes. Uh, so I went completely blind and I wasn't able to work anymore. Uh, I always love sports, like any sports from curling to yachting to darts to anything. Uh, and after I went blind, I realized I couldn't really follow a whole lot of sports anymore because for one, the announcers are usually terrible and you can't follow it on the TV based on not being able to see it just by what the announcers do. Uh, so I decided to stick with uh, football and really concentrate on football. And I've always loved fantasy football. Uh, so I decided to really concentrate on that. You know, I've always loved writing and I really wanted to help people as well. So I figured being able to use my story of, uh, you know, diabetes causing me to lose my sight and uh, lose a lot of physical abilities and a lot of other stuff that's going on now, uh, being able to get that story out to people uh, would be really helpful to others and something that would help me as well. And I realized that fantasy sports is something a lot of people are into. Uh, and as much as I love fantasy sports as well, I wanted to use that as a platform to be able to get it out uh, to other people. So I decided to you know, use my passion for writing in sports and everything, get into fantasy sports so I could you know, get my story out there and help others. Yeah, it's a great point. I've never really thought about it. Um, but fantasy sports, it's definitely a cool opportunity, inclusive, I guess. Um, and I've just never considered it in that way. It has a lot of perks, I think. I love it um, for the reasons that I love it. But uh, it's interesting hearing from you uh, your reason for loving fantasy sports. Um, but today we're going to be talking about quarterbacks and tight ends, the two like s smallest 1Z positions in fantasy football. Um, this is actually the first football episode I've done in quite a bit of time. It's been a lot of baseball, uh, but now we're starting to shift over to fantasy football drafts prep. And so let's just get started with the quarterbacks. Number one, I think it's pretty obvious, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, perhaps you can make an argument for Josh Allen. I, Josh Allen finished first last year. Why not do it again? But Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback, right? Undisputed. I, w I would say undisputed. I mean, I do. I have my uh, rankings on fantasy pros as one of the expert consensus rankers on there. And I actually do have Josh Allen number one. I have uh, Patrick Mahomes number three. Um, but I can, you know, I'm not going to argue with anybody that has him one, two, or three. Just like I'm not going to argue with anybody that has Josh Allen, you know, one, two, or three, or Kyler Murray, one, two, or three. I think there are three that are really at the top. And to me, it is it is those three. I really like Aaron Rodgers again this year. I loved him last year as well. And I do love him again this year. But I do think that uh, between Kyler Murray, Phil, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, they are the top three quarterbacks this year. So why why do you put Mahomes third of that uh, top three? 
I just think that Josh Allen has the the rushing ability. I know Lamar Jackson does too, but he doesn't really have the throwing ability where Josh Allen does. Plus he has Stephon Diggs there. Uh, he did finish number one last year, so we know he's able to do it. Uh, and I also think that he's in a tougher division. And we saw last year with Kansas City when they were in, uh, you know, obviously a less tough division uh, that he didn't even, Patrick Mahomes didn't even have to play the final week of the year. Uh, so he only he had, he had one less game to get those points in. So I think that could be in, uh, an issue. And we saw that Kyler Murray, uh, yes, he can run as well, but he said uh, that he wants to start doing that less and use his arm more than his legs. So that's going to, I think, not hold him back a ton where he's going to be like a, not be a top 12 anymore, but I think that could keep him from being a number one, even though he was number one the first half of last year before his shoulder injury really started holding him back. Uh, but for the first part of the year last year, he was by far and away the number one. Uh, so he has the ability as well. So I just think that with the, a little bit more rushing ability that they have over Mahomes and the fact that Mahomes is in a easier division than the other two. So he may sit out the final week or something like that. So they may have 17 games where he may only have 16 games. Yeah, I get it, I guess. But um, now that the season is 18 weeks, I'm not sure how that's going to, first of all, like what people are always going to settle on as being the last week of their playoffs. I think the main, uh, the popular consensus is going to be like finish this fantasy season week 17 and then uh, leave week 18 out um, to be unclaimed. But I think that... uh, I don't worry too much about the sitting out, but I do hear what you have to say about the rushing. Uh, That is one reason, I guess, to put Josh Allen above Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I have Mahomes one, though, Josh Allen two, just because Mahomes has done it for longer and seems like, in my opinion, more established as like one of the best quarterbacks in Mahomes' case of all time, of Josh Allen's case, I guess, right now. But Mahomes just feels more established to me. Uh, he missed a game with injury and finished 25 po- points behind Josh Allen last year. So, um, oh, wait, that's actually including week 17. My bad. Uh, if we sort with weeks week one to week 16, then Mahomes is three uh, and only four points be- behind Josh Allen. But I do think Josh Allen overperformed quite a bit. Mahomes did more or less what we expected and maybe underperformed even. Um, so in my opinion, Mahomes is the clear one, and Josh Allen's a pretty clear two as well. Uh, you mentioned you had Kyler Murray at three. I have like the alter ego of Kyler Murray, I guess, who's Lamar Jackson. Um, I just think Lamar's a better runner, and then they're pretty comparable in passing skill. Murray might be better, but as you said, Murray's going to try to run less, apparently. Uh, I don't know if I really buy that, but I think Mah- uh, Lamar is a better runner. And I I am questioning this more than more so than having Mahomes number one. Uh, I'm questioning if I should have Murray number three over Lamar, but I I think I'll go Lamar three. Um, who do you think is the better runner of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray? Oh, by far Jackson's the better runner. Uh, but I think that when it comes to the passing, I think that Murray is much, much better passer. I don't even think they're on the same level right now. Uh, Plus not even the fact that he may be that much better at passing talking about Murray. Uh, The fact that he, it does throw so much more though. Last year, Lamar Jackson only threw 350 passes, you know, Kyler Murray had over 500. It's going to be over 500 again this year. And I think it's, they'll be lucky if they get over 400 from Lamar Jackson. Uh, So I do see that, 
Kyler Murray, uh, his touchdowns, I think are going to go up this year a little bit. He didn't really have a great touchdown number last year. Like I said, he is in a very difficult division, so they're going to have to score to be able to even uh, stay up close in that division. I do think they're going to finish last in their division, but I think they could be the worst fourth place team of all time because I think that division just has probably four of the top nine teams in the entire conference are in that division, and one of them is going to be left out of the playoffs, and I do think it's going to be Arizona. Uh, but I do think A.J. Green's going to do a little something there. They have, yeah, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins as well. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's probably not going to be back, but they still have Christian Kirk. You know, they have uh, Chase Edmonds, who doesn't really catch a whole lot of balls. Uh, but they do have James Conner, who just two years ago had 50 catch catches in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I do really like the weapons he does have around him in Arizona. So I would, in my rankings, I like I said, I have Kyler Murray at number two. And then I have Lamar Jackson, like number seven. It's understandable. Uh, I, I see the downside to Lamar. Like we saw it in the first half of last season, but um, I don't know. I just think he's such a great runner that, he deserves to be above Kyler Murray because they do have my doubts about Murray. Um, I, I definitely see the upside, but I, I'm not completely sure who I'm on there. But in the middle of them even is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I have him ranked four in my rankings. Uh, do you know where you have Aaron Rodgers ranked off the top of your head? I either have him at four or five. Like I said, I really... I've always been a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and I do really love him this year. Uh, I knew he was going to be good last year. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I call it a shot because a lot of people liked him last year. A lot of people didn't like him last year. I really did because I just think he has that, obviously has that chip on his shoulder that he really wanted to prove to Green Bay. You, you know, you you traded up and took this guy in the draft for what reason? And he was just coming out on a revenge tour, and I think he's doing the same thing this year because he wants to get out of Green Bay, and he wants to show – what they're going to be missing. So he's going to have another revenge tour this year. It's valid. Um, I I love Aaron Rodgers as well. He's just a really, really good quarterback. I said Mahomes is already one of the best all time. I think Aaron Rodgers case is pretty under the radar as being the goat. Um, Cause I mean, he's just been so good for so long. Uh, and I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. Like he won MVP last year. I have no doubts. Of this group of five, uh, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Rodgers, Murray, who do you think you're most likely to draft? For me, it would be Aaron Rodgers just because he is going last out of those five, and I tend to uh, like to take quarterbacks a little bit later. I'm probably not going to get any of these guys because they're all going a little bit too early for me. There's a couple later on that I really like. Uh, But out of these five, to me, it would be Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Uh, his ADP on Fantasy Pros is eight, and his overall like ADP with all the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, um, is fifty three overall. Fifty three sounds a little too high for me still, but if you're telling me he's QB eight and that's like adjusted for your league, I would take him as the eighth best QB any day. Like coming into the off season, I thought he was going to be QB two, three, four, but QB eight, I'll take that. Um, so he's definitely my favorite other than him, Lamar, but he's going really high too. He's ADP QB four. So I don't love that, but let's move into the next little group. Uh, some, I guess less elite talents, but still very, very good. We'll start with the actual goat, uh, Tom Brady. I have him as my QB six. 
Do you have anything to say about Tom, Tom Brady? I think it's pretty clear what his deal is. Not going to run, great passing offense, great quarterback himself. And six is just where he falls with all these mobile guys. Yeah, I have him at either six or seven as well. I do really like him this year with uh, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We saw what he did last year after Antonio Brown got there, how he came on in the second half. I think he's going to have the entire year to do that this year. He's comfortable. They have a whole offseason uh, to get you know together, to work together and everything, you know, legally now instead of just on the high school football field. So I think he's really going to have a – he can't say a breakout because he is the best of all time. He's seven Super Bowls. Uh, but for – you know, for Tampa Bay, he's going to have a really breakout season. This could, his entire year could be just like the second half of last year for him, and I think he could he could easily finish higher than uh, six if everything comes together the way it should. Yeah, he started off really slow. Chris Godwin had some injury problems. Mike Evans had like a week with no catches. It was kind of messy at the beginning, but he definitely pulled it together as the season aged on. I usually don't buy into that type of narrative. Like he just had to adjust. I don't really think Tom Brady had to adjust per se, but I think that as the season advanced, he got better. And that I, I buy into that. Um, and that's why he's my QB six. Uh, QB seven is one of my favorite players just in general right now. Justin Herbert. Um, do you think seven is too high, too low, or just about right? No, I think that's about right. I love Justin Herbert. I loved him in college at Oregon. I loved him coming into the draft. He was my favorite quarterback coming into the league last year I was never a, a Tua fan at all wasn't I was never a real big Joe, Joe Burrow fan either I understand why Joe Burrow went number one they after the season he had in 2019 they had to take him number one uh, but I've always loved Justin Herbert and I really hope that he has does really good things there with Brandon Staley and with the Chargers and I think he's going to with with Keenan Allen there I think that uh, J- Jared Cook can be a, a very good uh, inside the 20 guys in the red zone for him and a, a goal line target and he does have a little bit of rushing ability. He's not going to be like Lamar Jackson, you know, or Kyler Murray, not even really Josh Allen, but he does have some mobility there for you. He's a big guy at 6'6", 240. He's got a big arm. Uh, so I do think he's going to have the ability to get the ball downfield. Yeah, he can, he can put up 50 yards a game and not every week, but some weeks. And that's an extra five points. That's uh, basically a passing touchdown. I'll take it. Um, Russell Wilson. This one's confusing because his first half of the season, uh, you said Kyler Murray was the best quarterback in the first half. If you sort it by week eight, it's uh, Russ is the best quarterback. If you sort it by week nine, Kyler Murray is. But, I mean, there was that whole let Russ cook movement, and then it looked like it was happening. Then it all kind of collapsed. Um, do you have any insight on what like really happened to Russell Wilson? No, I just think that, you know, Pete Carroll really wants to run the ball. Uh, they let him do his thing. And then after he started to struggle a little bit, Pete Carroll just took it away from him, went back to running the ball. Uh, I don't think they should have. I think it really did hurt them down the stretch. Uh, that's why they lost in the first round of the playoffs, even though they won the division. I never liked them in that playoff game. I actually had the Rams to win that game, and they did. Uh, they're going to do the same thing this year, unfortunately, with their new offense coordinator. They got rid of, you know, Shanahan or whoever they had there last year. Uh, I don't remember what the guy's name was now, but he's in Jacksonville now. They brought another guy in from the Rams. We'll see what he's going to do, but he's going to run the ball. They know Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. He's the guy that's in charge there, not you know, not John Schneider. It's basically the owner and then Pete Carroll. So whatever he wants to do is what he's going to do. Uh, he wants to run the ball. I think that's going to limit Russell Wilson a little bit. Uh, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
uh, but I actually have him a little bit lower than seven. I have him at uh, not way lower. I think I have him at like maybe nine. Uh, but so, cause like I said, right now I have Lamar Jackson at seven where we have Russell Wilson. Uh, so I have Russell Wilson a, a tiny bit lower, uh, but I still think he's going to be very good. And I would even take Aaron Rodgers over him. He, he is going a little bit higher than Aaron Rodgers. And I would certainly take Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson as well. Yeah. And that makes no sense. Um, my guess is that's just because of the drafts that were going on when there were still questions as to whether uh, Aaron Rodgers would get traded or not. So like they weren't taking him as early as they should have been. And that brought his average down. I, I think like as drafts are coming up and as the majority of like America is doing their fantasy drafts, I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is pretty quickly going to go up at least a little bit in his ADP, definitely above like Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. I don't think that's a permanent trend, um, but someone that Russell Wilson, I'm not sure what to think because they do seem like uh, they want to run the ball this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Like they've got Chris Carson. He gets injured all the time. And then who else? Like is Alex Collins still on the depth chart? I'm just Rashad Penny who hasn't been there since college. I'm not excited about any of their running backs. Like if they had Saquon Barkley or something like I would buy into, um, them wanting to run the ball a lot more than like, I, I understand that they want to, I just don't know if they pers- have the personnel to do it. Uh, but they definitely have the personnel to be a passing offense. So I think they'll maybe start out as a running team. And that's why last year was especially interesting. I think because, um, they started out as a passing team, which was very not Seahawksy of them, but it happened. And yeah, like maybe they'll start out running team, but I don't know how long that's actually going to last with Chris Carson in the backfield. Um, when you have Dwayne Eskridge, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf as your top three wide receivers and Russell Wilson at quarterback, I think just naturally that team's going to turn into somewhat of a passing offense just in due time. Um, so I am like, I see the upside in Russell Wilson. It's just these top seven options above him, Herbert Brady, those guys, I think those are better alternatives that are safe and have at least comparable upside. Like I think if you throw Russell Wilson into the Bucks offense, like he would be better than Tom Brady, but that's not the case, I guess. Um, The next guy I have up on my list is Dak Prescott. My guess is you have him above Russell Wilson when you were trying to think of who you have above Russell Wilson. Um, Lots of people like Dak. I like him. It's a similar thing to Russ. Um, I don't know how much I trust the running coming off of the ankle and all the surgery. Um, So that has questions still lingering, but he's definitely a good passer. It was a question like when he was a free agent, is Dak elite? I think he answered that in his partial season last year. He is definitely elite. Even if he's only a pocket passer this year, like he's still really, really good. Um, And then I do think he'll pitch in some running. It's just a question how much and him too. His receivers are really good. Um, are you a Dak believer? And if so, and if not, I guess, how high would you put him? 
I am a Dak believer. I'm actually an Eagles and a Saints fan. So uh, just based on the principle, I don't, I have to not like him. Uh, but as a person, I really do like him just because what he's done for, you know, uh, you know, mental health awareness and everything. I just, I really respect him for that. Um, he is one of the guys that I do have again above Russell Wilson, like you said, uh, but there is somebody who I really like that you're going to be talking about later on that I have above uh, Russell Wilson as well. Uh, and that's who I was thinking of. But yes, I, I do think Dak Prescott's going to come back as long as his ankle's healthy. Uh, up until last year when he got injured, obviously in the fifth game, he had every year of his career, he had at least six rushing touchdowns. He's another one of those guys just like Justin Herbert who can get you 50 yards a game in the uh you know, in the rushing, and he's also going to give you, you know, 300, 330 yards passing as well. Uh, they have their tight ends back finally this year with uh, uh, Godwin. Everybody loved him, or excuse me, Blake Jarwin. They got him last year. They thought he was going to be, everybody thought he was going to be great, and then he went out after the, in the first game. Then they used, you know, uh, Schultz there for the rest of the year. Obviously, they have Amari Cooper there. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. They have Michael Gallup in his contract year, so he's going to want to prove something. And they have C.D. Lamb as well. So, like you said, they have really good weapons around him, especially obviously we, they know we have Ezekiel Elliott as well. I uh, really like him. Apparently he's in the best shape of his career, which everybody says every year. Uh, so as long as yeah. that offensive line can stay healthy and Zach Martin can come back fully healthy, he's one of the best guards in the, in the, you know, in the world, in the league. Uh, so as long as their offensive line is healthy and he's healthy, uh, I think he could, he could have a comeback year. I do have him currently ranked at uh, number seven, I believe, or number eight. Uh, I originally had him at number four, just ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and I did decide to uh, drop him down a tiny bit. And obviously, just before we came on uh, here today, they did announce that he's not going to play in the preseason, but he will start in the week one of the regular season. So hope good to see that he'll be ready for week one. Hopefully, he doesn't have any more setbacks. Yeah, it makes sense. His Q, uh, his AB, ADP is number five. So ADP goes Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, Prescott. I don't know. I I would much rather have Aaron Rodgers, much rather have Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. And then it's a question, Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. I'd go Russ, but that's a coin flip in my opinion. But I think ADP is too high. I don't see myself getting Dak Prescott in any mocks, in any real drafts, uh, unless it's super flex, I guess. But for the most part, I think I'm staying away from Prescott. Um I'm curious. Now we're starting to get a little bit deeper into like where I might be drafting my quarterbacks, if not even later, I guess. Um, but Matthew Stafford, I think I'm going to have a lot of Matthew Stafford this year. He was one of my targets going into last year. That obviously did not age well. But we saw Jared Goff in this Rams offense. And I usually, uh, I said before, I don't usually buy into offenses like dictating how good a quarterback is. I think that the Rams offense is an exception to that. It's just Sean McVay is so good. It's such a modern offense and they have the weapons like that are needed to conduct this type of offense that I think it's extremely QB friendly. I think Matthew Stafford will fit in perfectly. I think Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback Um, and he's going 84th overall QB 11. I think I'm going to be having a lot of Matthew Stafford this year. Yeah, I really, I really do like him at that value. I do have him a little bit uh, higher. Actually, I might have him right at around the same spot you do. Uh, I, I love him as well this year. I had a lot of fa- uh, friends that are Detroit Lions fans, and they're actually happy that he was able to leave Detroit and get this chance. I really am too. It's a shame that uh, Cam Akers got hurt. It just seems like wherever you know Stafford goes, he never has a, a run game. It would have been great to see him with a run game, what he could have done. Uh, but he still has Cooper Cup there, who is one of my favorite you know, wide receivers in the league. Uh, we know that he has Robert Woods there. 
Uh, he actually, yeah, he has a monster arm, so he's going to be able to get the ball to Robert Woods, unlike Jared Goff. Uh, so I really like Robert Woods this year. And we know that he has Tyler Higby as well. We'll have to see what they do there in the, in the run game. But I really think that uh, Stafford is has a weight lifted off his shoulder. He's going to be relaxed there in L.A., and I think he's going to have a, a great year. And we talked about the NFC West a little bit, uh, very briefly, but I'm not sure who it would be, but if it's coming close to the trade deadline and the Rams are looking for some sort of passing option, I would very much love to see a deep threat added to this offense, like some sort of speedster. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody that would fit that mold completely, but... I think it would be very, very smart um, to add someone like a 2-2 Atwell type, but perhaps not 160 pounds. Um, so someone well, we do like have that. Deshaun Jackson now because they did they yeah, did sign but, him. So, they, so as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a great downfield threat. But I agree if they need somebody at the deadline, they may be able to like maybe trade uh, with Las Vegas or maybe like John Brown or something. Sure. Yeah. John Brown. Perfect. Like just someone cheap that doesn't really matter. Give up a fourth or fifth for John Brown. That seems great. Uh, I I don't think Deshaun Jackson is helping Matthew Stafford's case much. He's how old at this point? Um, I, I just don't really care too much, and chances are he'll get injured right away. Yeah, he's 34. So. Yeah, so I think um, he's the same age or maybe a year older than Stafford is. <laughs> yeah, and didn't age quite as gracefully. Uh, let's talk... Uh, I'm going to lump a few of these guys together now so that we can uh, keep the podcast moving. So Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill, uh, who do you like more of those two? Well, one of these guys is the guy that I was telling you that I really love this year, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I absolutely love Tannehill. I actually have him uh, ranked like number seven in my rankings. Uh, I just, I, I do like Joe Burrow. I just think that he's with that knee, I don't really know what to expect him coming back. Plus with the uh, Bengals, they just always seem to get their quarterbacks injured. They, their offensive line, they didn't really build it up. I know they have Jonah Williams there. They brought him back, but we'll, I don't know how good that's going to be for him uh, with Tannehill. Yes. I know that they tend to run the ball a lot. I actually think that Derrick Henry is going to have a slightly down year. And I don't say that he's going to be like a, the 12th ranked running back or anything, uh, but he had 400 touches last year. They're not going to have to do that this year. Uh, Arthur Smith is no longer there. He's in Atlanta now as a parting gift that he gave them Julio Jones. They're paying him almost $16 million this year. They're not going to let him sit on the sideline. They're going to use him. Uh, they're going to use AJ Brown. Uh, the only way they're going to use those two is by having Ryan Tannehill get them the ball. Uh, much like we were talking about with Herbert and Prescott, he also has some rushing ability. He did have a game a couple of years ago where he had three with uh, two or three rushing touchdowns and 100 yards rushing. I can, he's not going to do that obviously every week, uh, but I do think that with their new offense coordinator they have there, we'll have to see what he does. He's never been a very good offense coordinator. Uh, but I do think they're going to throw the ball a lot more this year than they than they have in the past couple of years. Ryan Tannehill is, is able to do that. I think he's going to take a step forward. And I, I really love, 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 love Ryan Tannehill this year. And he's my favorite uh, late round target to get a quarterback. So would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Dak Prescott? Ryan Tannehill. Really? Okay. I, I mean, I understand um, why you have him over Stafford and Burrow. He just has... Uh, rushing upside that those two don't and very very good receivers as well uh, I, I'm just doubtful as 
to how good he actually is like as a quarterback. Um, and I think that's always a risky uh, decision to make, like drafting a quarterback that we don't know is actually good. Um, so I'm a little more skeptical than you, obviously, but uh, I, I can't hate on it. Like he finished as the QB what last year? Was Seven. Like, yeah, he was amazing um, and has been for a year and a half now. So, I mean, you might be right here, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, I mean, he finished, uh, he finished as the RB, or excuse me, as a quarterback seven with uh, Derrick Henry getting 400 touches with Corey Davis as, I mean, who would you rather have, Corey Davis or Julio Jones? You know, it's, so he's going to have a much better uh, passing offense. Like I said, he finished as seven. And it he's, yes, he's never been a great quarterback, but he's been in the league for seven or eight years now where uh, Joe Burrow's only been in the league for basically half a year. Uh, so that's what just like right now I can't have him ranked higher than Tannehill. I really hope Joe Burrow works out, and I would love to see it. I just think that Tannehill, uh, Joe Burrow, I think has higher upside, uh, but I think that Tannehill has a much safer floor, and the more of a, I think he, there's more of a chance that he's going to finish top seven or eight than Joe Burrow at the end of the year. Yeah, I get it. Um, now we're past the top twelve, and that usually we use top 12 as like the fantasy cutoff since that's like a standard league. But just coincidentally, I think after the top 12, things start to get kind of messy at quarterback. Uh, who I have at 13 is Jalen Hurts. Do you have any estimate of where you might have Jalen Hurts ranked? I believe I have him at 11. I okay. I do like him as well. I, uh, we have to, he has to improve as a passer. He's had a couple, he had a one game against Arizona where he had four touchdowns and 330 yards. He had another game against uh, the Saints where he only had 187 yards. Uh, so we don't really know what he's going to be. He only had a 52% completion percentage last year. He's got to really raise that. I think he's going to uh, with Smith being there. Uh, Rager seems to be doing some good stuff. If uh, Goddard and Ertz or Ertz can actually stay healthy this year, he's going to have the tight end to be able to use as well. And then he has a couple of little wide receivers, you know, Fulgham. Uh, could do something, maybe Greg Ward, something like that. Uh, but I think with Devontae Smith being there, hopefully, and like I said, hopefully Jalen Rager and one or both of the tight ends, he's going to have uh, some weapons. And they they may not have any good running backs other than maybe Miles Sanders is decent, uh, but they have a lot of running backs, and they're going to use them all. Yeah, I could see him being a huge breakout. I could also see him being a pretty notable bust. Like, he's not going to lose the starting job very easily, but I could see him being on – waivers almost universally after like five weeks like I could see things going pretty south but I think his most likely outcomes at about 13 14 15 somewhere in that range um here are a few names that I think of pretty similarly uh those are Kirk Cousins Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan pocket passers good offenses decent talents themselves how would you rank those three Kirk Cousins Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan I um I would say I think that's pretty much how I have them is in that order. Uh, I'm afraid of Kirk Cousins just because of all the stuff that's going on with him right now. Uh, but he is the most accurate of the three. I know Baker Mayfield's pretty accurate, but uh, Kirk Cousins is uh, extremely accurate. He, you know, broke the all-time record for you know accuracy a couple of years ago, a year before Drew Brees broke it back uh, for the year. But he so he is uh, very accurate. He's 
very tentative, so he doesn't throw the ball a whole lot downfield much, but he does have Adam Thielen there still. He has, obviously, Justin Jefferson uh, without Kyle Rudolph there. He has Irv Smith, and he has Dalvin Cook in the backfield, who's going to get you 40 to 50 receptions as well. So I really like uh, all of his weapons there. I like Matt Ryan, but we don't know what uh, Mike Davis is going to be, even though I do love Mike Davis this year. I think he could finish as a top 10 running back. Uh, But the other thing he has is... Calvin Ridley, I know we're going to get to the tight end, so we won't talk about Kyle Pitts now, but let's just say he only has Kyle Ridley in the past game. Uh, so that kind of uh, stinks for me. I just think he needs a couple more weapons there. And then Baker Mayfield, we don't know what Odell Beckham's going to be. So out of those three, I I just I do really like you know Kirk Cousins if he gets his crap straightened out in the locker room and everything. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, definitely my favorite of that group. Um, I have him ranked 14, and then... I have Trevor Lawrence ranked 15 before Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan. Um, where do you have Trevor Lawrence ranked? Because he's a rookie. There's not really much of a consensus, at least that I've come to. Um, but I think 15 sounds about right for me. But I also think you can definitely convince me otherwise. Um, so where do you have him? Yeah, I think I have him at uh, about 13 or 14. I, I do like Trevor Lawrence this year, even if he's not a great quarterback, which I think he could be. Like Obviously, he's a rookie, so we don't know for sure. Uh, he does have some weapons there, though, whether it be Travis Etienne, his you know college teammate for the last three years. So he obviously has a rapport with him. I do like James Robinson there as well. So they have a, a good backfield. Uh, they have, you know, DJ Shark, which can be he can be uh, semi-decent. You know, they have LaVisca Chenault as well. Uh I really like uh, Marvin Jones Jr. there. I really think he's going to be the veteran presence they need. He's all, all he does is catch touchdowns. You know, he does have a fantasy season just three years ago when he finished in the top 11, top 12. It was him and Golden Tate both finished top 12. Uh, so he does have the weapons there that he needs. Uh, so I do uh, really like him. And we've seen in Jacksonville that even when they had a bad quarterback with Blake Bortles, he finished top 10 because they were so bad that he just had to throw the ball and it was garbage time. Uh, but sometimes when it comes to fantasy football, garbage time is the best way to get points. Uh, I Trevor Lawrence is an interesting one because I don't think he has the rushing upside that like Lamar, or Kyler, any of those guys really have. Um but I think he could definitely be like a Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill type. I think he's like a rookie version of what we're expecting from Ryan Tannehill. So just a little downgraded. Um, but I'm not sure why I have him so low necessarily because I definitely buy into him. Like as a prospect, uh, I don't know if he's all that that he was built up to be in draft season. Like. I wasn't really following football at the time Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning were drafted, but I think those guys, from what I've heard, like were much better prospects than Trevor Lawrence, but I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to bust at all. Um, I'm just well, not sure. You weren't even born when Peyton Manning was drafted. Yeah, no. Um, I, I'm not, I might've been. What year was he drafted? No, nah, you weren't. Cause you, you said you're 17, right? He was drafted in 98. Yeah. So, Oh really? Okay. So, yeah, definitely before my time for Peyton Manning. I was alive when Andrew Luck was drafted. Yeah, he was 2012. Yeah, I was very young at the time. So those two, I don't know too much about. But my point is, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to bust. I just want to see what he can do in the NFL before uh, I rank him too aggressively. I might have to put him above uh, Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts, though, because I just think 
from what I've heard, I don't follow college football too much, but from what I've heard, he's like, he's definitely a different type of quarterback than what we've seen recently. He definitely um, has some, he definitely has some flobbles and uh, he does. He's very good. He's very physical. He does have some mobility. Uh, there are some things that he has to work on, but coming into the league, he is uh, pretty polished. Cause I actually do uh, listen to quite a bit of uh, college football, but yeah, he is, what, talking about Andrew Luck, he's they always talk about uh, it was it's Elway, Peyton Manning, uh, Andrew Luck, and uh, you know Ty, uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence are the four top rated quarterbacks of all time. Usually when they when you talk to people in draft communities, uh huh. I I want to I I definitely want to see how it goes because I can be convinced one way or another very quickly once he actually starts playing. Um. Now here's a very boring group of three. Derek Carr, Jared Goff, and Taysom Hill. Do you care about any of those guys? No, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan. Uh, so personally, I think it's going to be Taysom Hill, especially uh, with Michael Thomas being out. I really hope it was it's Jameis Winston, but I think it's going to be Taysom Hill just because they need that aspect right now. Uh, the only one, one of those three that I would actually want, though, would be uh, Derek Carr. I know he's, he's boring, but he has a very good deep ball. Uh, he has... Uh, Darren Waller there, uh, who can be really good. And I think with that run game being what John Gruden wants it to be, uh, that's going to open up the pass game. Uh, so I do, I, I, if Henry Ruggs can come back this year, uh, if John Brown is able to do anything there, I really do like what he can do, but I still don't have him really in the top 15 or anything. The next guy I want to hit on is Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance so much. And in Dynasty, I'm very confident that he's going to be like, a huge piece for your team. Um, but for redraft, I hate that he's not being named the week one starter. I wish they just did that and I could draft him in standard leagues as a backup, but it just doesn't make sense at the moment. But I love Trey Lance so much. I think he's going to be really, really good. Uh, similar to what I said with Matthew Stafford in the Rams, I feel similarly about Trey Lance in the Niners. He's just going to fit right into this very QB-friendly offense. Um, and I look forward to seeing his rushing upside, too. He seems like I wouldn't be surprised if after this year we're thinking of him like how we're thinking about Josh Allen right now. Um, he definitely 100, profiles. 100% agree with you. I, I love Trey Lance. And I actually, um, it's funny you mentioned uh, Josh Allen. I was going to say that's kind of my you know what I predict him to be as well. They both have a, a monster arm. They're both very smart. They can both run the ball, uh, both around the same size as well. And I actually had an article that I did uh, four years ago uh, when Josh Allen came in the league, ranking my rookie quarterbacks for the people coming into the league that year. And Josh Allen was my favorite out of the five that were coming in. That's a good call. Um, I, I mean, you have to like, um, Trevor Lawrence more just because he is maybe he's not as good as Andrew Luck, but um, he's definitely like the best prospect in quite some time. So he has to be your favorite, I guess, maybe not for fantasy, but just we're talking real life football. Trevor Lawrence is definitely up there. Um, but then Trey Lance for me is a pretty close second, especially even more so in fantasy, but in real life as well. I just think he's going to be so good. I really want to see um, what he turns into. Um, and to round out the quarterback rankings, I have Tua, Carson Wentz, and Sam Darnold. I actually, 
am curious about Sam Darnold too. I don't know if he's actually good, but I could see the Panthers being like uh, in the hunt until like two weeks before the playoffs type of team. Like uh, with 17 games now, I guess like a 10, 9, 10, 11 win team. Like I like the Panthers a lot. I don't know if Sam Darnold is going to be why they win games, but he'll definitely get some stats in my opinion. Um, So I look forward to watching him, but do Tua, Wentz, or Darnold stand out to you in any way? I really liked Wentz before this foot injury. Uh, This year, I really thought he was going to have a comeback year, especially behind that uh, great offensive line and with Jonathan Taylor there. Uh, But I do also like Sam Darnold. He's actually my uh, quarterback too in the Scott Fishbowl. So I, I do like him. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the Pick 6 podcast or not, but it's funny. They actually had a uh, mailbag question about him last week, or and uh, I kind of agree. They asked – the question was, who do you think is going to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick, somebody who's just like a, a good journeyman quarterback that comes in places, starts for a year or two, and then moves on. And that really could be Sam Darnold. He may not be there the long-term answer for Carolina, but he is going to be this year. Uh, he has Robbie Williams – or excuse me, Robbie Anderson there. Uh, which he, who he worked with with the Jets for a little bit. Uh, DJ Moore is obviously there. Christian McCaffrey is, you know, the best running back in the league. He has him there to use now as well. Uh, so I do like the weapons he has around him. And I think that, like you were saying, he's not going to be the reason they win a lot of games. But Teddy Bridgewater was the reason they lost games last year. And I don't think that Sam Darnold is going to be the reason they lose games this year. It, that's, I agree with exactly what you said. Um, and yeah, he has the pieces. Their lines looking good. Their defense is really nice. Um, I think they're going to be a really good real life team. But uh, in fantasy, Sam Darnold, he's the streamer in my opinion. But that hasn't been the case recently. So it's a step forward for him. Um, of all of these quarterbacks, all 24 that we just went over, who is your favorite? Uh, out of the 24 that we went over, like I said, I. Uh... My favorite is probably Aaron Rodgers and then uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, two that I like that we didn't even uh, name actually are that I really like this year are Big Ben as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick too. I probably should have had him on the list, but um, I just forgot about him, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I my favorites, let's see, I I guess I will go with let's say Matthew Stafford and um first stash Trey Lance but I think by a pretty long shot Matthew Stafford's going to be my most drafted quarterback um unless it makes sense to draft Lamar Jackson and I'd be happy or Justin Herbert or Tom Brady uh Tom Brady might actually be my answer Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford I like both of them a lot. I think I'm going to get more Stafford just because he's going later. But both Brady and Stafford I am a big fan of. Uh, but until then, Eisen out. Now let's shift over to some tight end. Travis Kelsey's number one. He's great. Is there anything you have worth saying for him? No, he's been number one for the past five years straight, and it's probably going to be six after this year. Yep. All right, now it's more interesting. George Kittle, I have number two. He's ADP number three. Um, would you rather have George Kittle or Darren Waller? I'd rather have Darren Waller. I 
Uh, think I think that this if this is the year that Travis Kelsey doesn't finish number one, like maybe he slips all the way to number two, uh, then I think that Darren Waller would be the one that gets number one before uh, George Kittle would be. I just think the uh, amount of targets he gets is much higher. Uh, Kittle is a monster blocker. He's more, you know, he's one of the, the he's the best tight end blocker in the league, uh, which keeps him from getting a whole lot of targets in some games. Uh, that also limits the amount of touchdowns he gets, where you might see Kelsey get double-digit touchdowns. You're lucky to see uh, Kittle get five or six. So I think that just limits him a tiny bit. Uh, so if, if anybody's going to overtake Kelsey this year, I think it's going to be Waller. I don't think anybody's going to, but if anybody has the uh, the chance to, I think it would be Waller before Kittle. It's a complete hypothetical, but um, just as like receivers, like if tight end just disappeared and all of these guys had to be uh, receivers just that never blocked, uh, who would you rather have of Kittle and Waller? Or like, who do you think is the better receiver just straight up? I think it's uh, Waller is the better receiver out of the two. Because I think that Kittle just has that attitude where uh, even if he's not a tight end, if he's like a wide receiver, he's going to be more like, say, like a Heinz Ward, which, again, that's probably a reference you don't don't get. No, Uh, I I get it. But he was a monster block. Well, he was dirty about it sometimes, but he was a monster block. He was only like 165, 175 pounds, but he would block anybody. He'd be blocking Ray Lewis. He'd be blocking anybody. Uh, So I just think that Kittle would have that mentality as well. Yeah, I get that comp. Uh, I just think George Kittle is so good. I think last year I might have ranked him above Kelsey. I might be wrong, and that's not something to brag about, I guess. Um, But George Kittle, he's a favorite of mine. And I'm actually not a 49ers fan. It it sounds like it right now. Just touted uh, Trey Lance now. I'm on Kittle, but I like both of them a lot. me too, and I, I love I, Kittle. I just happen to like Waller. Just to, you know, the, the, when you're talking about an elite, two elite players, uh, you know, you're only, you know, doing one slightly, not even slightly one, where it's just like a hair better one way or the other. And that you makes know, sense. To, to me, if if you know, if whatever Kittle has like a grade of like ninety, I would say you know Waller has a grade of ninety one. I'm not saying that one of them's like a C C receiver and the other one's an A or anything. Yeah, there's definitely a significant difference for me i have kittle ranked 25 and i have waller ranked let's see kittle 25 i have waller 42 um a lot of that gap is just because i really feel the need to get a running back early um in drafts so a lot of running backs are in between those two guys but it's a noticeable difference like i like george kittle a good a bit good bit more than darren waller but I, I definitely respect that you feel differently like that. It's valid. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, if we're talking about ranking strictly, I actually have Waller as my number one tight end, just because I do think he may have, there's a chance that he overtakes uh, Kelsey this year. So I actually have Waller at one Kelsey at two and then Kittle at three. Interesting. I don't think I've heard that yet this year. Um, I've definitely heard Waller number two. Waller's actually number two in ADP. So that's not very uh, contrarian, but I don't think I've heard Waller over Kelsey. Uh, so why would you go Waller over Kelsey? Oh, just because Kelsey's getting a little bit older. We know Waller has the athletic. I know that Kelsey's athletic too, but Waller has the great athleticism and he is going to be uh, the number one target there, especially with Aguilar being gone there. We don't know what Ruggs is going to do, if Edwards is going to do anything. Uh, we know, you know, Derek Carr loves uh, throwing to Waller. 
Uh, he gets the big, highest target share of any tight end in the league. He's going to do it again this year. I know that uh, Kelsey is great there, and he's the target number two there behind you know uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, but Waller is the target number one there, and I just think that if it, and like I said, if if Kelsey finishes number one, you know I completely can get that because he's done it the last five years in a row and I'm not saying he's going to fall off the earth or whatever I just think that there's a chance that you know Waller may be able to finish number one so I want to you know put him up there to show the respect I have for him I do think that at worst he finishes two or three uh so I just you know went with my gut a little bit and I it was kind of you know I think that Kelsey may be the better player I just think that well Kelsey definitely is the better player I just think that Waller has the better situation right now this year to be able to break out Understood. That that makes sense. Uh, I'm still going to stick with Waller at three because I like the top two a lot, but um, I understand that. And do you see yourself taking, uh, well, I guess you would never take Kelsey. You would just take Waller, but. Um, oh, well, no, I would take Kelsey. At, if I had a, if I were drafting, uh, I would take Kelsey before Waller just because, you know, I would never, well, I would never get Kelsey in the second round anyway, because he's going mostly in the first round. Uh, yeah. So I usually don't get, uh, any of these three, I usually wait on tight ends and quarterbacks. Uh, but I have taken uh, Kelsey in one draft, I believe, and I've taken uh, Waller in one draft. Yeah, I usually wait on tight end too, but I could definitely see myself taking Kelsey in the first. I, I just said I really want to get running backs early because they get really, really bad really quick. Um, so I, I do want running backs in the first round usually, but if it's like a clear opportunity to take Kelsey and there's just like no one really available, Jonathan Taylor off the board, all those guys, I think Travis Kelsey, I could see him on some of my teams and that's never really been the case. Um, number four, huge teardrop now. Um, I'm not sure who you have number four. I have TJ Hawkinson and I kind of hate it. Um, who do you have at number four? Do you know off the top of your head? I do have TJ Hawkinson as well, and I kind of okay. don't like it either being a, that he's a Detroit Lion, uh, but I do. He's kind of like in that uh, George Kittle role as well. He's a very good receiver, uh, but he's also a, a monster blocker, and that's why he doesn't get used quite as much as uh, you would want him to. But this year, with no other wide receivers there, they're going to have to use him, and I think he's going to have a, a, a breakout third year. I really like him this year, and I have him at number four as well. So if we're thinking about the overall – draft like where we're going to take these guys so uh adp wise darren waller's at 25 uh george kittle's at 27 about where would you think uh tj hawkinson should be he's at 55 do you think he should be earlier or later he's in the fifth he said uh i think me personally i think it's that's a little too high for him i think he should be in the sixth or seventh round but i'm pretty sure he's going like the late fourth round early fifth round yeah, I agree. I, I think that 55 is too early. I would take him at like 65 to 70-ish, um, but no way I'm taking him at 55 because, I mean, he's on the Lions. Um, now, next up, number five for me, you alluded to him earlier, and I'm very interested as to what you have to say, but Kyle Pitts, I have him number five. ADP has him number four. What are your thoughts? I want to hear them. My thoughts are I have him at like number 10. I just think that the hype is getting way too much. Um, I know a lot of people love him. They're saying he's the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, they're saying that they were saying the same thing about Evan Ingram when he came out and look how that panned out. Uh, he can't block. 
Uh, he's the same kind of in-line guy as Evan Ingram. He doesn't block. All he does is catch passes. The only problem is if he can catch those passes. I know that he's uh, catching them from, you know, Matt Ryan, who is a borderline give or take Hall of Famer when he when he finishes career. They don't really have a whole lot other there that other than Calvin Ridley. Uh, Mike Davis comes in. He is a very good pass catching back. Uh, I just want to see it from him like you were talking about with, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence and stuff. I don't think tight ends never work good in the first year. I know everybody loves him and, you know, may prove, it may prove me wrong. And again, I hope all of these guys uh, work out. I really do. I just, uh, for me, I'm never ever going to have him on my team because I will never draft him that, that high this year. Uh, I currently have him at uh, like number 10, I believe in my rankings. I just think that people have him way too high and they're buying into something that they just, they shouldn't be with a tight end in year one. Yeah, the reason, so we just talked about TJ Hawkinson. I feel gross saying that he's my tight end four. I feel like tight end four should be an, like a player that I actually believe is really good. Um, and that's not the case with TJ Hawkinson. So I think Kyle Pitts being number five is definitely more of a testament to the guys behind him than to him himself. Like, I think he's going to be great. I think the he's going to be the exception to the tight end rookies don't pan out. I think he will pan out. Um, I'm just not sure to what extent. So I can't put him to be my tight end for like ADP has it. Um, but I love Kyle Pitts. I do think he's going to be really good. Um, maybe not this year, but I do think it's going to happen this year. But that said, I don't think I'm having him on any of my teams at ADP overall 50. That's that's too rich for me. Um, 50 is just too high for a rookie tight end. But tight end five with the list of names behind him that we're about to get to, I think makes a little bit of sense. Um it's definitely, it's definitely very tough. I mean, I was on Twitter the other day, and there was a guy who uh, put up a screenshot of uh, two trade offers that he put out in a dynasty league that were both rejected. He uh, he wanted Kyle Pitts. He offered Tyree Kill straight up and AJ Brown straight up, and the guy declined both of them. Wow. Yeah, I think I would have to accept those in the dynasty league, but people really, really, really like Kyle Pitts, and I definitely understand the intrigue as well. Uh, who I have ranked number six is Mark Andrews. You kind of poo-pooed on Lamar a little bit earlier. Um, does that bring down Andrews rank significantly for you? Uh, no, I have actually, I have him at number five. Uh, I do like him. I think if he's the only one that, you know, Lamar Jackson really trusts, I know they have Marquise Brown there, but he really hasn't done anything since coming into the league. He gets injured a little bit. Uh, he came on strong at the end of last year, but the beginning of last year, they didn't really have a whole big connection there. Uh, the only problem with Mark Andrews is he, where you get mo- a lot of these tight ends and everything are on the field for 80, 90% of snaps. He barely broke 50% of the snaps last year. The year before, the, he was only on the field for 45% of the snaps, offensive snaps. Uh, so he gets a lot of his targets on very few snaps. If they actually give him uh, some work, which it looks like they may do this year since they actually have less tight ends uh, this year, I think the only team that has more tight ends than them last year was the Chicago bears. Uh, so they got, they were able to get rid of some of those last year. So uh, he is going to get more snaps. I think this year, if that's the case, uh, he should raise up, the, rise up the rankings a little bit. He's still not going to get to the top three or four where everybody thought he was uh, coming into last year. Uh, but I can see him being a top five guy at the end of this year. And I think he's going to get, he'll probably, I think he'll have the most touchdowns of anybody in that passing game. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think he's going to be a touchdown monster. The snaps is an interesting point. I hadn't really considered it, but I mean, if he does get up to, yeah, he usually plays like 50s, 60. If he gets up to like 75, that could be a pretty big increase in production or maybe just account for some of the efficiency. And he's been really good. So if his newfound volume makes up for some of it, some uh, efficiency regression, then I think he could totally be like very solid, but he's going 51 overall. Do you think you could take him in really any league? Uh, again, I won't because I think that the fourth round is just too high for him or yeah, fifth round is a little too high for him. Uh, in my case for any tight end, uh, not named, you know, Kittle Waller or Kelsey, I would take them, you know, the second or third round. Uh, but obviously Kelsey's not going to be there at that point. And I, so if I don't get one of those guys, I'm definitely not going to take a tight end in the fourth or fifth round. I'd rather take uh, one of the like, you know, wide receivers like a Julio Jones or an AJ Brown or DK Metcalf or something like that in the same region. Yeah, for sure. I, I think those guys are going, um, I'd much rather have all three of those or, and the list continues for sure. Um, but Noah Fant, uh, what do you think of him? Uh, let me read his yardage totals per game last year because he was very consistent towards then, and the Broncos were not a very consistent team under Drew Locke. So his consistency, I like what I saw at the end. I'll be transparent. He's my favorite tight end uh, to draft, I think. Um in a deeper league, probably not so much because you just need to fill the other positions. But in a 10 or 12 team league, which is mainly what I play in, I think I'm going to be getting a lot of Noah Fant. Um, his yardage total, so f- counting back from week 16, 48, 65, 68, 57, 13, but he was injured or something. Oh, no, that was the Kendall Hinton game. Never mind. Uh, 55, 18, 45, 47. And it's just stuff like always around 50. Sometimes he catches a touchdown. That wasn't the case last year. Apparently he only had three touchdowns, but I don't think that's really a consistent stat uh, in no offense case, at least Uh, I I trust the yardage consistency. He just always got targets, had no trouble hauling him in most of the time. Uh, I just think he's a really good receiving tight end. What are your thoughts on, no fan. Yeah, I really like no fan coming out of college as well. Obviously, he went to school with Hawkinson, uh, where Hawkinson was more the blocker. Uh, fan was more the athlete, more the guy that gets down the field and gets the ball. Uh, we saw that a lot of his catches last year were of the long variety. Uh, he's as the you know as the fantasy footballers say, he's one of those five touchdown for fifty yard uh, tight ends that there's you know six of one half a dozen of the other where you're hoping he gets you a touchdown every week to make it worth your while uh i do really like him though and i believe i have him at uh ranked at either seven or eight myself yep all right now we're starting to get to um some later guys uh i've got mike gasicki number eight dallas goddard number nine and logan thomas number 10 of those three gasicki goddard and thomas who do you like the most who would you rank the highest? 
Well, as a Penn State fan, I really I do like Gasicki, but out of those three, I would have Goddard ranked the highest. He's in a contract year. Uh, he's been on a downslide since his rookie year. He had five touchdowns his rookie year, then he had four, then he had three last year, but he spent a lot of last year injured. I think coming back healthy this year with Zach Ertz uh, likely being uh, pretty much relegated, even though he is one of the highest paid tight ends in the league, he's they're kind of relegating him. I think they're going to want to build a rapport between Hertz. Uh, and Goddard, they're the one. He's the one that they're going to resign. They're not going to keep Ertz after this year, uh, so they're going to want to get him involved. They're going to want to see what they what he can do before they uh, do give him a new contract. So I really think he's going to be able to uh, break out this year, and he could uh, be one of those lower uh, ranked guys that can get into the top five or six. I just took a quick look at Dallas Goddard's game log, and I'm I'm moving him above Kasiki. Um He's definitely the best one of those three, I think. Yeah, he had he missed four games, uh, and then once he returned and I guess got acclimated, so starting week 10, he went 77, 75, 66, 43, 39, 38 in terms of yardage. Uh, he, too, only had three touchdowns last year, a lot like Fant, and I don't think that's really like representative of what he should get, so... I think Dallas Goddard, I'm intrigued. Um, I think if I'm taking a tight end at that range, it's usually going to be Fant um, or some sort of wide receiver. So I don't think I'll actually get too much Goddard, but I like him. Um, I have nothing against him. Uh, Do you have anything to say about either Robert Tunyon or Cole Komet? Uh, I think Cole Komet. Tight ends, by the way. Yeah, I think Cole Komet could do something. I don't know if Justin Fields gets in there. I think he could really have a decent year because I think they're going to need somebody to check down to him. Uh, The problem I have with Tunyon is uh, he gets a lot of touchdowns, but he gets it on very, very minimal uh, targets. So if his touchdown uh, number was fluky from last year and he he gets the same amount of targets, I don't think he's going to get the same amount of touchdowns this year. So I think he's going to drop. He was the tight end three finishing last year. I don't think. Uh, if he gets the same amount of targets this year, I think the touchdowns would go down and he'd probably finish his like, tight end seven. So I'm kind of hesitant to take uh, Tunyon. Uh, but I'm, you know, so I would probably take Komet out of those two. Fair enough. Um, is there anybody else you want to hit on? There are definitely a lot of names I left off. The Patriots guys, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Rob Gronkowski, Irv Smith. Anybody that stands out to you that we didn't hit on? Um, in those top 12? Uh, never, never really been a, you know, a big Hayden Hurst guy. Never uh, really big, well, been, been a big Patriots guy either. Uh, one guy that was with, he obviously, he, I'm a fan of the team, so I know he was with them last year. Uh, but now he's with the Chargers, I'm, you know, with Jared Cook. Inside the 20-yard line, he could be, you know, uh, Justin Herbert's best friend. He's very good in the end zone. He's very good inside the 20s. Uh, he's. I don't know if he'll finish top twelve, but in this it, with the tight ends as bad as they are, a lot of years he he certainly could. But I I think he could uh, be like maybe this year's Robert Tunyon, where he may only have forty or fifty catches, but he could have like ten or twelve touchdowns. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, and tight end twelve, like for me, it uh, it's Cole Komet. Uh, so for context, Robert Tunyon's overall ADP is one hundred six. And then Cole commits is all the way down at 277. So if you do, like, there are a lot of guys that you could slot in at 12. If you want your guy to be Jared Cook, it's completely valid as well. Um, but I've got Cole Komet there. I do want to just say Irv Smith's name 
I like him. I think he can be okay, like 500 yards and six touchdowns. Stream in, stream him in the right weeks or something like that. Um, but that's just about it, I guess. Uh, before we head out, thank you so much. Do you want to um, shout out your Twitter, where people can find your articles, all of that? Uh, sure. My Twitter is uh, EnvisionFF. That's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-F-F. Uh, I write for rotoballer.com as well as expandtheboxscore.com, theathletic.com, as well as footballguys.com. Uh, I do the Fantasy Football Hot Read on Sunday night uh, podcast, and I also do uh, co-host with a friend of mine, Alice, the She Knows Pro Football uh, podcast on uh, Thursdays. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. As always, you can find me at FOV underscore sports on Instagram or Twitter. I'll talk to you next time.